Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inside the Birds is back. What's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan doing what we do in the middle of the week. We've got our tape breakdown of an Eagles win. This is the first time, Adam, that you and I are going to go uh, talk about what our sources have told us, and it's not going to sound like the same drum beating over and over again or the uh, the death march. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I know. Stuff. It's true. It's actually – in fact, the last time they won was against Dallas. We did a rip job on the offensive scheme. I know, yeah. Uh, and it's – I don't want to give too much away here. Just to say that I'm going to be very strong in my praise of the coaches would be an understatement of offense. Uh, mm-hmm. When – when I talk to certain people who do advance on the Eagles, because they're, they're, I couldn't get everyone because some of the teams are not playing the Eagles anymore. Mm-hmm. But I found two guys who, I was one, I was very surprised with complimentary. But you know, because some of these guys have played in the league, they know what they're looking at, and you can't you can't fool these guys. And mm-hmm. uh, it was positive, so that was a good thing. Well, I would imagine so, and that is a good thing. I tell you, talk about having <clears throat> strong opinions. Tales from the Blind Side came out on uh, on Monday, as it always does, on the Inside the Birds uh, YouTube channel and, and podcast platforms. And uh, Jamal Jackson, Todd Harriman's Trey Thomas were very, very, uh, you know, they were happy for the first time in a while uh, being <laughs> former Eagles. But exactly. they, they also had some very strong, strong opinions about the week leading up, some of the things that were said in the locker room, the way it appeared some people were either trying to take sides or not. So it was a really interesting Tales from the Blind Side. I would encourage everybody to check it out. The best thing about that show is that you really get like an insider from a player standpoint on what players generally tend to think about situations like these that, are, that can be controversial. Did they – I have a question. I haven't listened to it yet. On this particular show, because I, I would think they'd be praiseworthy online, but were they – did they think the O-line played well? You'll have to listen. No, yeah, no, they, they had some good, good word for yeah. the offensive line. Yeah. Good, 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 because uh, – yeah, I don't want to get bury. I don't want to give away the lead here. So, we'll, we'll, I just was curious what they thought. It's um, yep. this is going to be a fun show today. This is going to be fun. It will be. Uh, a reminder, as as we mentioned, you can check out the Inside the Birds TV on our YouTube channel. We've had interviews with Greg Cosell talking about Jalen Hurts, his evaluations. We've talked with Kevin Nagandi, Joe Banner, uh, and then we'll have an interesting uh, interview, of course, this week as well. Looking forward to that. And grilling the birds with Trey Thomas and Derek Gunn, another one of our. Uh, our, our shows that gets a lot of uh, attention because you get some great personalities there will be out on Thursday. So check for that both on the YouTube channel and the podcast platform, however you like to listen to it or consume it. Uh, let's talk real quick before we do any 
tape breakdown stuff out of about some of the some of this stuff is actually more more newsworthy and unfortunately it's not good news uh the eagles have lost some players uh jack driscoll right tackle gonna go on ir right so that means that he's pretty much done for the year there's only three games left and you know with an mcl sprain you either way you're on ir you're gonna miss three games yeah, so it's a bad one. So, yeah, he even if they make the playoffs, I think it's a grade two or grade three. So he mm-hmm. that a grade three is what um, Evan Mathis had. That's a two-month injury plus. MCL sprains, I mean, it's like half of a percent of MCL sprains have surgery. It's just that if you completely tear it, you're down at least two months. Right. So, anyway, he's not coming back. So, Matt Pryor takes over. They're, this is the thinnest, Jeff. That they are on the offensive line. Listen to, I mean, if you look at it, Brandon Brooks out for the season, their right guard, torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. Jason Peters is filling in with him at right guard. He, he elected to have toe surgery. He's done. Mm-hmm. Andre Dillard, who was supposed to be their left tackle, he's out for the season with torn biceps. Lane Johnson ha- had his second ankle surgery. He's done until the spring. So one, two, three, four. Now five offensive linemen they've left, they've lost, and f- probably. Jack Driscoll was such a good story of development. You first put it on our show that you were hearing how much um, Jeff Stoutland liked him. And he's – I mean, you wouldn't call him a great athlete, but he's a better athlete than, let's say, Matt Pryor. Matt, Matt Pryor's just a massive guy. Yeah. Um, and the word internally is Matt Pryor's really good at right tackle. Like, when mm-hmm. I say really good, let me back up. Yeah. That's his <laughs> best position. Yeah, I better right, be careful right. for that one. Um, right. Yeah, that's not true. He's not really good at anything. But <laughs> he's got – He's got some ability to play right tackle at an acceptable level. Uh-huh. So that's it. Um, right now, Brett Toth, technically. That's your top backup, right? Yes. Now, <laughs> in game, the only positive no, – it's not positive if they got hurt, but um, Pryor could play right or left tackle, mm-hmm. and Mylotta could play right or left tackle. So it's not the end of the world, but it would suck if one of them got hurt. They're they're in major trouble, major trouble. Yeah. So if one of them got hurt, you're right. You still have to bring one in, and that would have to be Toth, who I would think can only play right tackle. Okay. I don't think Toth could play left, right? Because he's I don't think he's practiced there. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. So you would theoretically have Toth at right tackle, and then have to put Matt Pryor at left tackle, which was the disaster of oh, training camp for no. about two days there. So. <laughs> The only person that would be happy to see that would be Josh Sweat. And then he, Josh would realize that he's not playing any games against him anymore. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, um, so, look, they've, they've got major issues now. They, offer, they cannot afford one injury, not one. No, they, they really can't. Oh, the, least, back, the top backup interior guy is Luke Jariga, I guess, right? Yeah, I, that, that was my next question for you. Who would be the top interior? And it would be Luke Jariga, another undrafted free agent. Yes, I guess. That's right, because Sua Opeta is on IR, correct? Yeah, he had back surgery or was having back surgery. Yeah, so he's I, like on the real IR, like you're oh, done, yeah. you're done IR. Yeah, yeah. Now, the Eagles signed a, a um, uh, an offensive tackle onto their 53. He's this Hersbacher. I He went to Alabama. <laughs> I, I asked. He's more of a guard center. Okay. He played center his final year at Alabama. Actually – I don't know if he's a finalist for the Outland or one of the, one of those offensive line award shows or whatever. Uh-huh. But he, um, he's not the biggest guy. No, he's he's not long. He's only like six four. Right. Um, maybe he was cross trained at right tackle, but he's better off at center or guard. Mm-hmm. They got problems. I don't know why they don't listen. They're, they're game and a half back at first place. <laughs> Highly unlikely they'll make the play. Obviously, the only way they get him would win a division. Yeah. But it's not out of the the question. Why don't you sign a veteran? What is the problem? 
Yeah, uh, maybe I don't wrong? know. Maybe, maybe they fear that the last time they did that, it wound up being Jamon Brown giving up, uh, you know, like five sacks by himself. But no, you're right. You can't stop trying. You gotta, you gotta go out there and look. I don't know. Yeah, maybe exactly. they will. So, maybe they will. We'll see. Yeah, I have to look at their workout list. But so, and anyway, the key, he's not available this week anyway because he's got to go through the six six day acclimation period. Right. Which means he wouldn't even if even if he could would be available. It means he wouldn't have any practice time. So you you can't you can't have him available. You just can't play him. So right. Well, yeah, yeah. Here is an interesting one though. The Eagles, as part of their protected players, did protect this week on the practice squad. Offensive tackle Prince Tega Winogo, who is their oh, yeah. uh, six-round yeah. rookie. Now we talked about how you know he had to overcome the injury from earlier in the year, like he's February, I think. Yeah, what's that? He's got a rod in his leg. Right, but it's uh, he's been practicing. He's playing a team. He's healthy, and it's now the end of the year to where you've gotten some seasoning. I wonder if he would have to be considered an option if there was somebody who would get I, hurt. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check in on it. It's a good question. I just know that. I'm going to say, um, you know, May or June, I was, t- you know, I knew nothing about the player. So I, yeah. although I think he might've been at the senior bowl, but I, I didn't know much about him. So uh, I just wanted to, f- I know he went to Auburn, but I wanted to find out more about him and check out with some scouting sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One guy said, listen, you know, he's got a, he's got a rod in his leg from uh, a leg surgery, broken leg or something from, mm-hmm. so he's a total project. Um, again, even, even if they got eliminated in the playoffs at this point, you want to you want to protect Jalen Hurts the best way that you can. Mm-hmm. To me, I would go with a veteran, but I'm not. You know, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I don't work for them, so that's that. They want to do what they want to do, but I, I would, I want to have someone who's playing experience. But it is what it is. It is. All right, let's move on to some of the um, injuries that the Eagles are nursing right now. Uh, you start with Darius Slay. He's got the concussion protocol. He also has his knee. Uh, and I don't know, Doug was not able to – Doug really didn't give a whole lot of information, so we have to wait and see. Yeah, it's the end of the week. To, yeah, yeah, he has got to get – he's in the protocol, so you're not going to know by until at least Friday where he's at. Right. Um, it, it's rare. It's happened a couple times this season when a guy's come back in like four days to practice, start practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, some, heck, no. Well, what happens is you're limited. You, it means you're progressing in the protocol. You, you've been cleared to practice, which is big. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in the week. Yeah. I always say the the tip of the hand on that real quick, though, is that part of the concussion protocol is that you have to get on the field one of those days, like within a certain amount of days just to get the feeling of, you know, uh, you get tested again. Because some people, I always caution, you see someone who's in the concussion protocol and they practice that day, they're on the, the practice report and they think that everything's fine. I say, no, that's actually part of the protocol. You have to be out there on the field. So the, the, the hand tip is, if you don't even see the player getting onto the field for that practice part of the protocol, then it usually means that they're not even they're not ready yet. They're not advanced right, through the, like, to the next stage. Right. There's like whatever it is, five or six steps of the protocol. There's the last one's return to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember writing about this at ESPN. Uh, the, like the first step might be, um, oh, you're allowed in the building. There, there's some, cardio. Yeah. There's some certain terms that you have, and then. Once the guy's allowed to practice, he's the step four. Mm-hmm. At least it's, it's at least step four if it's not five. Right. And then obviously the last step is getting cleared by independent neurologists. But right. we'll see what happens. Uh, Peterson said that Maddox is not playing with his uh, knee injury. We don't know exactly what it is. Um, that's terrible. That's they, they're dude. They are so bleeped up at corner now. <laughs> it's bad. If if Slate can't play, first of all, Mills has to play corner. Okay. They got plenty of safeties. They may not be any good yet, but or they're very young. But at least they have players now. Uh, Kevon Seymour, 
he's going to have to play a lot of snaps one way or the other. Yeah. So let's say, I think, I feel like the best case scenario now is that you do get Darius Slay back Mm -hmm. and it'll be Slay at one corner, Jalen Mills at another corner, and you'll be able to have Nikhil Roby Coleman at your slot. And if that's the worst, that's actually not bad because at least Jalen Mills was a corner. It's not like you're, you're taking somebody off the bench that you'd never played. I mean, he's played corner and then your safety picture Will will be a little bit difficult there because that's now you, you're without your two starting safeties in Mills and McLeod. So your safety picture is probably going to be Kayvon Wallace and Epps, which isn't great. <laughs> I got to say, no, it's, it's not, not. It's not, not wonderful. Yeah, I mean, because they they had, mm-hmm. played that package earlier in the season where one was a rundown guy, the other guy was a pass down guy like Epps, and, and then you got Elijah Riley's never played. Graylon Arnold, he had an injury. He got an injury late last week, so I don't even know if he's available this week. He he was he was inactive this past game. It, it's bad now. They're at, they're razor thin a corner right now. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, they they did protect the kid Jameson Houston. He he, he only played on special teams this past game. He's probably going to have to play on defense this game. They just they don't have anyone else. They I, do, where else can they go corner? Do you, anything you could think of? I cannot think of anything. Nope. I, I I don't even know if anybody's oh, been Jaquette. released. Yeah. What, what's no, he's hurt. Is, is right, 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 right. Is he on IR or is he just? No, that's true. He could come back right. this week. But to be honest with you, when you talk about Michael Jaquette, it's not too different than talking about Kayvon, um, what's his last name again? Seymour. Seymour, because Michael Jaquette has only played one game in his entire life, and he didn't play the whole game, or maybe two, right? He's played in parts of games. I mean, he's no more experienced than, than Seymour, who actually has played in some games before he was with the Eagles as well. Yeah, I don't know who Lavert Hill is. I know they signed in the practice squad. I I, I love that never played in a game, so I don't know anything about him. Lavert Hill. Um, so look, they got major problems, and they just have to be playing the, the team that plays four wide more than any team in the National Football League with the Cardinals. Yeah. So yeah, um, so that that's going to be a problem. And then yeah, obviously with McLeod out for the season mm-hmm. with the torn ACL, we'll get into his contract and some other stuff on our Friday show when we talk when we we preview the game against the Cardinals. Yeah. But uh, he's got one more year left. They, there's some fully guaranteed money in it. It's not a ton, but he's he's having a good year, man. I, that was a smart move to bring him back. I know that they, they had said uh, that they wanted someone with veteran experience back there, and that was a good move. I mean, he did a good job. It's too bad. It's too bad. They This is not the week to be playing the Cardinals, but you know what? It is what it is. So it is. It's the way the schedule breaks. You didn't have to face Drew Brees. So, I mean, now, no, now you got no. to pay the piper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. All right. And, uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, Rashad Smith, the linebacker, Jamison Houston, the cornerback, did revert back to the practice squad. Uh, but Houston was protected, and Smith, along with Winogo and uh, Jordan Howard. Yeah, uh, Jordan Howard. You know, I wonder – this is something we'll get into our Friday preview show, but I do wonder, before we get to our, our tape notes mm-hmm. – I just, to me, this is a game you cannot get in a throne contest with, with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You like, obviously, if you get behind, you don't have a choice. But this, this, this speaks to me as a as a run game with Sanders and maybe Howard, and obviously Hurts. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. But I'm not Doug Peterson, so we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Meanwhile, go see what's going on at phlsportsnation.com. They are covering all of the Philadelphia sports teams like nobody else. You got the Phillies, the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers, and the Union. They're enhancing the fans' experience with their great content and coverage. They are for the fan, by the fan. That's their motto. Check them out on Twitter, at phlsportsnation, but go to that website, phlsportsnation.com. We'll take a quick step back here for a word from our great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars. 
Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vehicles that people over the country want and need. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, Adam, let's get into uh, some of our film. Um, obviously, we should start with Jalen Hurts uh, against the defense. I watched a little film myself, kind of verified what I thought. I thought he played a pretty good game. I mean, I, I don't have too many criticisms. Um, you know, there were a couple plays where you'll notice, and we, we talked about it against the Packers, where, you know, he, you opt to run and bail out there quickly when there are some guys' uh, routes developing. But I, I, don't, I don't knock that guy. You know, if it was Carson Wentz, I would knock and say you're five years in. This is his first start. He moved the chains. He did what he was asked to do. Um, and, and I'll go through some of my sources, but I'll, I'll let you start with what, what yours told you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, what, it's funny you said that because once I was getting these notes on Monday night and Tuesday morning, I was like, you know, I got to watch. Because they were a couple guys gave me some stuff to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, I Jordan Mylotta, I mean, I, I, I got a man crush on this guy. <laughs> you want to start with the old line? All right. Jordan no, Mylotta, but I just yeah. I got to tell you, I. Every guy I talked to this week just were blown away by my lot in this game. I know there uh-huh. there were some run plays where he, he either didn't block, block the right guy or he he's got the issues with the hand usage. That that's still, but until you see it on the all twenty two, you just someone could tell you what it looks like, mm-hmm. but until you see it, he obliterated at least twice ninety two, which is uh, Marcus Davenport. Mm-hmm. Two guys mentioned to me to see it was a specific run seven yards with Sanders. He just he dude he just. I don't know if he Clear elbowed him, him or just smashed him. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, but I'll tell you what. Let, let, I just wanted to mention at the top here because I, I love watching my lot. What, what, a, what a stud this kid's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned he had a block on Sheldon Rankins where he basically just threw him around like a rag. Yeah, doll, yeah, he did. Right, yeah, yeah really that's impressive. another one. Right, right. Yeah. But all right, so let's get, to, let's get to number two. So, and excuse me when I say numbers because the, the people that I speak with only talk numbers. Mm-hmm. They talk jersey numbers. And once in a while, say Hurts because it's the quarterback. Sure. But uh, he was so poised, and this is the difference between Jalen Hurts now and Carson Wentz, who won't, who, who could see the field clearly. There was a play with um, Boston Scott, like a nine yard. It was a swing pass, maybe. Um, he had guys coming at him. 
he looked to the left. He didn't see anything. He didn't see anything right in front of him. And he turned to his right, and he dumped it off. Nine-yard gain. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz would have either gotten sacked. Just This is based on the way Carson, the way Carson was playing. Right. He either gets sacked or throw it away because he wouldn't see the field clearly. Right. We're talking about a guy, a rookie, by the way. Okay, number two, Jalen Hurts. We've seen it better. Now, this is only one game, and we're only going to talk about one game here. Okay, we, we don't know what's going to happen next week against the Cardinals. We can't, we can't project the way Hurts will play the rest of the season. We can only go by this game. He saw the field well. I get that they block well for him. They were phenomenal for most of the game. I, I'm still blown away by how well they blocked. Um, but he did a good job of, of processing. As I mentioned on our Monday morning show, and, and the tape backed it up uh, from the people I spoke with, he absolutely was decisive when he decided to run it. He didn't hesitate. Was it sometimes one read and, and run? Okay, you, you'll live with that. Do you know why? He got a first down. Right. He was decisive. He said, I see space. I'm going. Good. That's what you wanted. If you've got a guy who runs a lot, okay, and he does it smartly. He only will do it. Like this game is a good example of it. He only did it when he knew he had a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Or he threw it. Right. I don't think he took him? too many hits for you to, to your point. I don't think he ran into traffic or no, anything like that. Right. Yeah, right. You know. Right. Right. No, he, he, um, he, he was really decisive and his reads were good. Um, the protection was for the most part phenomenal. Uh, my lot had an, um, one of the plays and I, I did, I did watch it cause they, they, um, the guy gave me the, the, the time, the, the, the parts of the game. So it was in the first half. There was a play, for whatever reason, he decided – I don't know if he thought there was a combo block. He decided to help out Samalo for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And by the time he got back to the defensive end, which was 92, mm-hmm. Davenport, mm-hmm. he got by him. And then what happened was he had to make up for it, so he tried to hit him in the back. And Hertz got hurt, Hertz got hit as he was thrown, so it was incomplete. So that was on him. Right, right. So there was some kind of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they were phenomenal. In fact, there were some plays – and you'll notice, you'll watch, and this, this is really good by both the Hertz and the O-line. They gave him so much time to survey. So what happened was there was this one play. I didn't write the time, the, the, the time code on there, but there was one play. He must have had seven seconds. He just kept scanning, scanning. He had nobody. You know, he, he, then he would just – either he threw it out of bounds or dumped it off. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But, boy, I, I am stunned. I don't know about you, but I'm stunned at how much time they gave him. I, I cannot believe how well their offensive line blocked against – a D-line, you know, one, you wouldn't know why they won nine in a row prior to this game because their D-line's been phenomenal. Yeah, they didn't blitz a whole lot, the, the Saints. I mean, they, they threw some blitzes, but they didn't blitz a they whole lot. They spied a little bit, I was told. That, and that's another thing. I, to, I forgot to ask, but just yeah. in my own watching, I noticed that they didn't have a singular person that you would say was the spy, but they found ways to have coverages where there was somebody roaming the field, not always the same person. And a lot of times, uh, Jalen beat – like th- the first third down of the game, he beat Demario Davis to the edge where Davis backed up, had his eyes on him the whole time, was following him around, and he just outraced him to the edge, which is always what you want. Yes. And, uh, okay, here's some more notes. So they did a bleep load of RPO and zone read. Yes. Most college concepts that Doug Peterson has ever run, it's not even close. It was almost a college game. A lot of mesh concepts. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I didn't chart it, but one of the guys said to me, Easily out of the first 20 plays, 10 had pre, pre-stat motion. Mm-hmm. Ghost motion, reverse orbit motion with Watkins, maybe? No. Yeah, Watkins, Quez, that's right. That flip, yeah. remember they did a little flip to him, which was a yes. four-yard pass? Yes, yeah. a three-yard, yes. But, but there he was another one. one. There was another one where he was wide open, actually, and Jalen didn't see him, but he, he went in motion, and then he was up on the sideline. It would have been 
Would have mm. been nice. Okay. Uh, but yeah. But go ahead. He did a reverse orbit motion. Watkins mm. did. He didn't get the ball. He did, just did a reverse, reverse orbit motion. And and I know we saw this out in social media. Why, why the hell weren't they doing this with, with, with Wentz? Well, you're not. You're running a completely different offense right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's the first thing. Now, could they have done half of the stuff? Yes. Yes. Yes, maybe, they could have maybe, done a maybe the quarterback percent. doesn't love it though. We don't know. Uh, I, it's maybe. a great point, and I don't know if Wentz doesn't like it. But you know what? You need it. I don't know. I'm I'm frustrated with the staff, but they did a phenomenal job here, so I'm going to give them credit. Yeah. Um, At some point, you're right. Like the the idea of the adult in the room needs to be addressed here. If there if this is the issue, then Doug's either got to say I'm the head coach, you're doing it, or Carson's got to lighten up a little bit and say, that, you know what, do you, you want to just what? continue I, to be terrible quarterback? You know, like everybody's got to mature I, I, here. I think there's you're on something. I, I um I do believe you're on something with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything co- completely concrete, but there's just I don't understand it. How how we everyone has been saying it. Everyone mm-hmm. you and I have talked to this season has said the same thing. They don't do anything to give the defense confusion until this right. game. Right, until this okay. game. I love those mesh concepts, by the way. That is something that Doug did a lot of in the past, and I'd have to go look back 17. and think maybe 17. only with Nick Foles, where, and yes. so that invites the yes. same kind of you yes. know, argument to be made, but those are well, really Nick, good plays. By the way, Nick could really only – it's funny you mention that. Nick could only play in shotgun is the word I'd heard. He, he, right. he can't really function very well under center. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, by the way, I think almost – if. I didn't count them, and no one told me this, but I'm guessing most, if not every snap, was in shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here, here's a great line. The foundation of the run game did not start with Her- uh, Sanders. It started with Hurts, one guy said. He said everything they did was based on the Saints not knowing which way to go sometimes. Mm-hmm. They, they had them out of sorts, and, and it's not like they didn't know it was coming. They knew Yeah, it was that's surprising be- to me. They were going to run a lot of Oklahoma's concepts to make – um, hurts comfort. What's his great coaching? I give uh, Peterson credit, and I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming. Don't know, so I'm going to ask. I just want to know by Friday. But I'm assuming that Briner, obviously Scangarello, because he's part, he's part of it every week. Scangarello, right. obviously Press Taylor, mm-hmm. Peterson. I know about Morningweg. I have no idea, but <laughs> they, they, this was about as college concepts of a game I've they've ever run. Yeah, and the one guy gave me that. I you know when I, I only watched a lot of the first half and a little bit of the third. All right. It was beautiful to watch, man. Uh great job. And Hertz was so so to finish off Hertz here from what I'd heard, poise, confident, um was decisive in what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it was uh, just a solid game on his 30 attempts. Very oh, here's another thing. Very few inaccurate passes. He had one where his feet were not set correctly and the ball died. Dove. It was to a tight end. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I know exactly which player you're talking about. And I'm glad you brought that up because I I feel like I've seen this kind of box score uh, scouting out there that says that, well, he was 17 from 30. His passing wasn't that good or accurate in the second half. He threw the ball away, which is something we asked Carson to do quite often. He must have had five or six times where he just threw the ball away and lived to see another down. So, yeah, that's an incompletion, but it's not an inaccurate pass. I I thought when he was in the pocket, he made nice – accurate passes excellent point i bring up that one to greg ward uh and it wasn't a difficult one but the bottom line is they just get the fourth down uh sack and strip you know new orleans was trying to come back in the game it was 17 14 sweat gets the sack strip 
The ball goes back to Jalen Hurts. His first or second pass was a throw to Ward over the middle for 14 points, then the Rager reverse, and, you know, uh, it just got them going. And, and by the way, also to bring this up, Hurts, when they did blitz, was ready for it. And he, so far, in a very limited span, has looked like he has a good read on what to do when they're going to blitz him. Remember, they blitzed him. The Packers blitzed him on that throw to Rager down the left sideline. Beautiful throw, 34-yard gain. And then the Alshon Jeffrey touchdown was also on a blitz where he almost got hit, or maybe he did get hit. I forget. But uh, that was a touchdown. And he just he seems very decisive in knowing what to do and where that where, where the one-on-one is going to be when the blitz is coming. Yeah, and, and a great job on the touchdown to Jeffrey. I mean, he looked down that gun barrel, and he didn't flinch, and that's what you got to do. Right. And the guy's screaming right at him, right, de- right at his face, and he had to get rid of it immediately. Mm-hmm. And that just was a great job. I mean, it, it, he was so poised. You got to be – Eagle fans have to be really happy with this performance. The coaches deserve, deserve a ton of credit. The kid did for processing and, and executing. Mm-hmm. I love – how he got rid of the football. And as you just said, this is probably the best point you and I have made. He didn't turn it over. He threw the goddamn football out of bounds. I'm sorry to say it that way, but this is the difference between Wentz when he was struggling, mm-hmm. where he throws to the other team or be indecisive. Or take this a sack. kid was clearly coached. As, clearly they got in his ear. Clearly right. did. Threw the ball out of bounds, zero sacks. And that alone, right, is sometimes the difference between having a functional offense that can keep you in a game and completely bottoming out. So that's and I good. say this is a huge Wentz supporter. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. It's our job to criticize when it's deserved. And unfortunately, Carson's been criticized by us a lot this season. Yes. We criticize the coaches, but they, 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 the coaches deserve an A-plus for this game. And it's not just you and I saying it, It's people we speak with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple guys particularly who have destroyed and obliterated the Eagles' offensive scheme this season is um, one of the guys who's got oh, – I don't know what week – I don't have the schedule. For, they only got three games left anyway, but – um, that one of the teams is coming up against the Eagles and, uh, this guy's seen every, every snap the Eagles play because mm-hmm. he does advance because he's got to, and, uh, this is the most positive this guy's been. And <laughs> you know what it is? And I'm sure you, you saw this. We thought we might be getting some of this, but I didn't think it would be a completely college offense or whatever you want to call it. Sure. But man, it was, I wasn't going to, I'll be honest with you. I was not going to watch the coaching tape. How do you not talk to people? I was just, ah, you know, I watched it. That when when people are raving about it like they were, I'm like you know what I need to see this. <laughs> right, right. By the way, uh, as we also talk about other areas of the offensive line, we talked about Mylata, but since you you mentioned the college offense thing, uh, the pulling of linemen, was, which which is a staple of Doug's running game, but there were times where two linemen would pull, which is a little bit as you call more collegey or or just a little bit more. Um, uh, Shanahan-ish, if you want, right? The, and Nate Herbig, by the way, pulled a lot. I mean, talk about the least athletic guy out he there. Is, you know, you notice, and throwing funny you blocks. Say, <laughs> funny you name. You mentioned sixty-seven Herbig. Uh huh. One guy said to me, he goes, he absolutely had his jersey tapered. So, <laughs> so what I did was, I said, okay, let me watch. Uh-huh. Well, you notice the, the jersey. You'll see it on the coaching tape. It's hard to see it on TV. Uh huh. But you could see it on the coaching tape. It's out of his pants, and it's really long, and it's wide. Mm-hmm. He can't tuck. Uh, he's so big. He, I don't think he can tuck it in. <laughs> Whatever the. I, I mean, if you look at it again, I didn't know this, but he's got uh, pro. Uh, people do advance on teams, or just anyone who watches Coach Shea for a living, who works in the NFL, they see some things that you and I won't see. Some of the stuff is hilarious. Stuff that like they <laughs> some stuff I don't find funny. They find funny because they look for stuff that we you know you and I wouldn't look for, but. 
I just thought it was funny. The guy goes, he absolutely has jersey tape. There's no way that's a, a double, triple X. He goes, that's like a five X. They're making Herbig that. sound like he's um, – who's the guy from Wildcats? So a Finch, was it? Oh, it? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. He didn't want to play, yeah. and they used to have to but, hit him in the but, knees just to get him to block somebody. But you know what? He had – he is a – he's a – I can't – this is actually not right, but I don't know how to say it. He certainly in this game looked like a better better than average run blocker. Yeah. Um, he doesn't – it just doesn't – he doesn't move very well because he's so big. Right. But he's got he's got ability. Yeah. You know, he's going to be a key backup. I mean, you hope backup for this team. Could be. For, for a couple of years, I think. Yeah, and then there's some development there. That's good to see. But, yeah, it's always interesting when he's throwing the lead blocks on those fourth and ones and third and ones, and he's swinging around to the other B gap. So, uh, I always like to see that. Uh, all right, the tight ends. You know, we didn't see much out of Ertz, and I, I was wondering if that – Had a couple blocks. Couple yeah, of nice I mean – One one was on a – Oh, on um, the Miles Sanders touchdown. Yes, yes. That one, he also had another one. Uh, well, uh, there was the one where he had clear offensive pass interference, but they didn't call it. Was that, was that the, um, the Rager, not the, um, the Rager reverse maybe? I I don't, I don't remember. Um, but I, I will tell you that Rager, I love the, this, this super shallow cross. That was about as shallow as it, it, see the, what the coaches did is they, they wanted to find stuff for, Mm-hmm. Uh, for Hertz's first start, okay, let's make sure we we get him to find reads here. Here, they did a good job. They, they, yeah. they the coaches did a. Um, and plus, the good thing is when he, when he went through his progressions, sometimes he had so much time, he was able to get it to the right guy. Goddard, he had a really good. He made a really good decision to get Goddard on that that seventeen yarder, whatever it was, a run after the catch. Yes. Huh, uh, and then here, good right. job there. Right. Um, I love. I just love the play design um, on the on the on the mo- the pre-stop motion. Mm-hmm. They just got to keep doing this. I don't care who the opponent is. You, you got to keep doing it. I I understand that now that the, the Cardinals have the tape now. So what? Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about that. Think about the advantage a little bit that the Cardinals have in preparing for the Eagles. Right. You're talking about all this motion and pre-snap movement. The Cardinals play the Rams and the 49ers four times a year. They probably play the two teams that use motion, movement, play action, rollout more than anybody else in the league. So they'll be pretty well prepared for. I, I and, get then, it. and by the way, when they're yeah. not playing those two teams, they're playing Seattle twice a year with a, a quarterback who can really run. So I mean, if there's going to be one team that Arizona that's going to say, "Look, whatever you got, Eagles, we've seen it. We'll we'll, we'll at least have a plan." Sure, going to be Arizona. Sure, look, but but I would say this: the Saints pretty much thought that they knew what they were getting. Uh huh. And it, it was way more than they probably thought they were getting. And the thing is, and this, you don't, their, their defensive players are so smart, mm-hmm. but they made, a, they had a lot of mental errors. Something happens when you play offenses like this. We see it with the Rams and other teams. And you mentioned yeah. Shanahan. Yeah. You, you see it on tape, you study it, you process it in practice. But when you get in the game, smart, some of the smartest football players, they make one false move and it's an 80 yard play. And this is what happened on the Sanders run. Um, a couple guys went the wrong way. One guy in particular, I, I don't remember the player was. Um, but that can't mm-hmm. happen. All right, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code ITB to get all of your sign-up bonuses. That's promo code ITB to get all of your sign-up bonuses only from DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I just want to – let's finish off the offense here because we mentioned yeah. the tight ends. You know, Goddard played uh, – 
had some big catches there. I think you, I wonder if we'll see a uh, more involvement from Ertz in the offense. I, you, oh. you have to wonder a, a lot, by the way, just about there are certain things that you came to expect with Carson Wentz as the quarterback, a tight end driven offense, you know, for a long time, Ertz to Wentz, I'm sorry, Wentz to Ertz, things like that. Uh, usually wide receivers were always spread around. If you're, I mean, Carson's never really had a guy he targeted eight, nine or 10 times on the, on the perimeter, but you, all everything's off the table you have a new quarterback now and we don't really know what his tendencies are so I'm I'm wonder who may disappear and who may emerge in this offense right because of a different quarterback that's maybe the question. same I don't know but I mean everybody's got tendencies right I don't think there was a intended pass target like okay Hertz is new to the Eagles you know he's a rookie yeah you know he came in with Rager you know, the word I'd heard is like they developed a good rapport in practice before Jalen ran with the ones. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't, it's too early, uh, but no, but I would say Goddard was in, he, he led them in targets. I think this game, and he also was involved when Jalen uh, Hurts became the quarterback against Green Bay Yeah, you know, for once. Yeah. So um, that's a good thing. And he, you know, Goddard's got great hands. So does Zach Ertz. So, it's a good question. I don't. I don't know. I. I. We. I just don't think our sample size is big enough. I. I just like that they're spreading it around. I do like that. Yeah. Can you imagine the the only one play where you say you wish Jalen had just had maybe where the accuracy or just timing came in is that deep over to Jalen Rager? Oh yeah, right. Oh, I mean, just just missed it. Yeah. Hey, great. And do you notice in this game? I. I didn't. They. They rolled him out a bunch. Mm-hmm. Or he did it on his own. Whatever. But that play was designed. It was perfectly designed. Rager won, and he just – I'm going to say three inches? Yeah. Four inches on? Yeah. yeah. Ah, great design and right. just, you know, timing. Um, no, here's another thing, which I forgot to mention before we move to defense. Mm-hmm. Sanders got five targets, four of them were caught. Right. It's good. Yeah. It is very good. I hope they um, figure out a way this week to get him involved in the passing game as a – kind of as a, a receiver, and so, not just a, a dump-off guy, but – or a yeah. check-down yeah. guy. Sure. Oh, um, you mean uh, routes downfield? Yes, yes. as yes. a route running yes, receiver. Yes. Yes. Real quick though, and I feel like maybe we don't know it now. We we'll have to figure out kind of like what's going on with Travis Fulgham, because he, I think he played uh, even fewer snaps again. Eleven, I think. Something, something. Yeah, when he was in, it's just like there's no concerted effort to try to get him the ball. And um, I, don't know I what's could going just, on there. yeah, I could just tell you, I, I don't know yet, but I suspect it's similar to what I was told it happened in Detroit. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mentioned a couple times where. He kind of lost some confidence um, for whatever reason, and they decided that they were no longer to develop him. And you know, mm-hmm. when you he was cut by Detroit twice, Green Bay once, he's now he's lost his role with the Eagle. He has no role anymore. Um, you have to wonder what is this? Doesn't happen. They coaches don't just don't decide not to play the guy. Obviously, there's something going on here with him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Coach, All right. Well, it's too bad because he was, uh, you know, three he's weeks gifted. ago. gifted. I, 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 I want to know what's going on here. I, I, I don't know yet what's happened here, but it's just puzzling to me because mm-hmm. this kid is clearly could be an X for years to come, as we said when we saw him go through that four game stretch where he led the NFL in receiving receptions. Yeah. I mean, receiving yards. Right. It's bizarre. Just I want to go back to that real quick. Like what we talked about, it was not a fluke. He was not a guy who was, you know, catching balls against blown coverages. He was going up, getting the ball, showing a real knack for route running, attacking a corner's leverage. I mean, 
that wasn't accidental. And it, it, I, I agree. I think it has to be much like with Carson, right? Has to be something going on with his confidence and they're losing it a little bit. And he's just not, because I believe the talent is still there. I don't think oh, the talent in the pan. Yeah. You don't just lose your, you're right. You don't lose your, your, your talent in four weeks. It's just, right. it's just, this is not good. Um, I mean, he made some play. I, I, I really know. like the. Remember that Giants game where he went up the right sideline and I could see in it in the middle yeah. of the air. He spins and t- catches the ball, does a one eighty, lands, breaks a tackle, goes yeah. for thirty yards. I'm like, that, that doesn't just go away. Exactly. The <laughs> Pittsburgh game is a perfect example of it when oh, he absolutely yeah. dominated the best yeah. defense at that point. They were the best defense in the National Football League. Yeah, he's had a lot of injuries since then, but. I don't know, man. I, I, a weird season. We'll, 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 we'll get it. But um, mm-hmm. at Stone Detroit, they just didn't want him anymore. Um, wow. I mean, it, it, it just, it's just a bizarre thing. Um, well, he's definitely worth investing, like, coaching and, and Yeah, I mean, you know what? That, Look, but... Aaron Moorhead, I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. He's got a job on his hands, obviously, for next season. He's got, the good thing, he's got a young group. Right. Uh, for next season, we're expecting that Jeffrey and Jackson obviously won't be with the football team. Right. Uh, Ward's been a good story. You know, Rager and Watkins and Hightower. You know, Greg Cosell's comments. Um, where did we ask him about Hightower? Where did we ask him? He was great. He gave uh, yeah, great toward the end of the show. And he was, he, he, you know, he, he was definitely not a fan of Hightower's route running. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that, but you know what? Like, you know, again, you're a rookie. You're a sixth round. Although Greg did mention that also. That, what do you, you – you got a rookie and he's a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round – fifth-round pick, fifth, right? Yeah, yeah. Fifth, yeah. And now you're playing Quez Watkins, who's a rookie and a sixth-round pick and has even fewer uh, games or snaps of experience. And, I can't imagine his route running is that much better. Well, and and uh, and he got in the first quarter. I was like, wow, okay. I was expecting yeah. this. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, flip. maybe that's why, because they didn't think New Orleans was expecting it. So it could have been yeah, a little – but uh, uh, No, great job. Just before we move to defense, just a uh, – Hurts, thumbs up, A-plus for his first – start fantastic mm-hmm. um i give him an a minus he fumbled in a very critical yeah you're right that's true fair enough and then yeah. the line was phenomenal in fact um one guy said he was did he say he's seen both uh, new orleans offensive defense i can't remember but uh-huh. one guy said to me he said he's by far the worst performance the saints have had this season on both sides mm-hmm. that's just credit to the eagles coaches they did a phenomenal job schwartz had it going on and we might as well go there because uh yeah yeah all right, before we get into the defense, the holidays are around the corner. They're actually here, right? It's already Hanukkah, Christmas around the corner. If you want to stuff your stocking, don't forget about Manscaped and our great deal with Inside the Birds that we have, have to offer. You go to manscaped.com, you hit ITB on the promo code, and you just have at it with your choice of any of the great products that Manscaped has to offer. We talk about them all the time. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using that promo code ITB. All right, let us go to the defense. Uh, it was a good defensive game, which I predicted. I had a feeling that they would show up. So um, defensive line dominated, Adam. I think that that's the story of this defense. Oh, you and I had said that this the defense, when they were not quite as good as they should be, needs to get better, more urgency. And there would be a time they're going to have to carry the football team. Well, you know what? The last few weeks, particularly this game, not only was it their best game of the season, I don't – I mean, I'm sure there have been better defensive line performances around the National Football League, but this particular game for this defense, um, I'm going to give you the numbers, 93 Hargrave. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Yep. Um, okay. Now, this counts as uh, – this is not part of the defensive line. 49 was 49 was one of the best defensive players on the field. 
it's amazing. Alex Singleton being one of the best. He's, he players. is. This has been a hell of a find for them. I, I, we need to find out who found him. Mm-hmm. It typically pro personnel because you. That's part of their. The right. CFL is part of their job. So kudos to whoever found them. Um, he is an absolute demon. This game, he was everywhere. But let's get back to Hargraves. It's on the D line. Yeah. Um, he gets low leverage, explosion, lower body. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, better hand usage. He had a really nice second effort sack. His second sack came on a set, and he really he one armed Andrews Pete to the ground. I'm just gonna say, what did Sean Sean Payton? Uh, his money press conference is not happy with 75 Pete. Oh uh, yeah, I, I was curious. I hadn't seen it, but yeah, I, I got their quotes and I was laughing. Yeah. I was like, I I wanted to know what what he was talking about. And now I know. Uh-huh. I, you know, I that it was told to me what happened. Yeah. Um. His he got he got Pete moving back. Um. That's not when you move when you move players when they take yeah. when O'Lyman take false steps you you've won. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: when you move a guy back five yards, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, right, when you start right, moving right. him back into the quarterback. Right. And that's sure, when you get sure. into a lot. Of, Fletcher Cox yeah. is the king of doing that of yes, moving he, a guy he right into lift. the quarterback. Yeah. Right. He had a couple of plays where he lifted the guy up. Yeah. Um. Sweat. Sweat wasn't just those two sacks or whatever the heck he had. Right. Um. Disruptive against the run. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. There's twenty five snaps. Uh, Singleton was tremendous. He had two or three plays. He's not perfect. Look, there's a. He would probably be on a Super Bowl team, a good fourth linebacker. Mm-hmm. But he's by far the best linebacker they have. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to want maybe even think that even on a good team, he could be like a good third linebacker. Might so be, we'll might see. be. But we'll see. He's got to be. I mean, he is pretty new. I know he was on team last year, but he didn't play until yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, he looks. They have a they have a specific body type they sign. We know they generally small players. So right. Um, he did a good job. Duke Riley had Duke Riley had some really good plays in this game. He's getting better. Yeah. Did fifty four uh, get any uh, notice from your scout? Sean Bradley um, played a little bit. Who, 50, oh, Sean Bradley. Yeah, he had a yeah. couple plays where. Yeah, yeah. Early. Um, I didn't write down the part of the game. Yes, he showed up in the game. Fifty four Bradley. Um, I mean, Jim noted that one of those sacks was a coverage sack. I think it was Hargrave's second sack was because I said it was a second effort sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taysom had to hold on to the ball, and I think he was trying to look over the middle, maybe for Trey. I forget for who, but the, uh, but uh, Sean Bradley. I believe that was the play. Sean Bradley had some and, pretty good coverage there, and they made Taysom Hill indecisive for like the first three quarters. Yeah, two and a half quarters. That's why I said he put up a lot of empty yards. He did not play anywhere even remotely close to his, where his numbers. He's a up. wacky coy. You know, I said we talked about this in the last pod. He, he does this weird crouch thing right before he's about to throw. I, I'm not sure. He gets low, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. He gets low. Um, he, he's he. They made him uncomfortable. You got, you got to give. Um, the thing is, they didn't. Their, their, their front four was so good. I, I don't know what their blitz percentage was. I would mm-hmm. assume it was low. They didn't need a blitz because they got hump. Do you know how good the Saints' offensive line is? I mean, their their line, if it's not the best, because they're really young. Other than uh, the left tackle Armstead, yeah. Uh, I mean, Ramchek and Pete is generally a good guard. I mean, yeah, uh, he is. Oh, yeah, I'm just, that, yeah, that he was, was good wins for Hargrave. Yeah, there. he was drafted as a tackle, moved to guard. Eric McCoy right. is a really good find for them. Seventy-eight. Yeah, they just did a. I mean, they swapped out right guards. I'd have to, right? They put Ruiz, their rookie from Michigan, in for the uh, kid. Yeah, I think Easton got a concussion, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that what happened? He might have oh, got okay. hurt, but yeah, Ruiz is the first round pick out of Michigan. But right, look, this is this is this is Hargrave. And again, I think we all learned for the people who are criticizing um, Eagles for Hargrave. We, we did learn, and I, I was wondering, like most people, first three or four games, okay, 
I know the guy was hurt, but he ain't doing anything. When you switch defenses, mm-hmm. when you miss all training camp, you got to give a guy the first half of the season to, to get acclimated. Just, I mean, it's not what you want, but you right. gotta. He is he's a stud right now. He this said, isn't just this game. He's been yeah. coming on like gangbusters. I, I spent about uh, ninety minutes this morning, maybe a little longer than that, going back and watching some Hargrave film from yeah. earlier, and it it it's it's so night and day. You know, I love when Greg Cosell always just so. just like I found some examples where. He was like stalemated by – there was one play against San Francisco, so this is week three earlier, where uh, he happened to line up over the center, right, which is usually the smallest guy in the offensive line. Yeah. And that center stalemated him. He just didn't have that explosion. Hmm. He was – and he goes to the ground a lot. Now, and, and he's still doing it a little bit. He did it against the Saints. You want your defensive lineman to not get to the ground. Sometimes it's going to happen. You get tripped up or leg whipped. I'm not talking about that. But uh, earlier in the season, I noticed I watched him against – San Francisco, I watched him against Dallas, I watched him against the Giants, and then Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, and he was – there were times where he would just go into the ground. You just And I think, you know, and this is what Fletcher Cox said last week, that when things are in your head and you're learning the new scheme and you're just not comfortable, you're just out of you're, – you're out of your comfort zone, right? And he's learning new techniques. Uh, and it, right around the Baltimore game – no, Pittsburgh. They played Pittsburgh first, right? Or was it yes. Baltimore first? I, I, don't I think it was, Pittsburgh, it was Pittsburgh first. Okay. I felt that's when he started to turn the corner as far as at least getting some explosion, getting some good um, rushes in there, moving the guard around that he was lined up against. And then Baltimore, I thought he had a good game. And then ever since then, it's gotten better and better. And now he's finishing. Now, like, like a, you know, he had two sacks against the Saints. I feel like he's, he's starting to really put it all together. And it's a, good, it's a very yeah. good sign for the team. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't – you know, sometimes we get – sacks are just a result of individual plays. Right. Sometimes we get lost in that. And it's like kind of what does he do in the rest of the plays? Mm-hmm. Relentless. Um, hand usage, really good. He's got good quick for guys' size. Right. This is this is exactly what they're expecting. And he, he actually probably a little bit more lately. Because as you said, and you're right, I mean, this is probably the best point of all. This is The, hit, the, the techniques that they're teaching are different than, than uh, in Pittsburgh because they run a different scheme. Yep. I mean, you can't exp- – without any offseason. The guy no offseason. No, I know. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. All right, so we covered the linebackers, the D-line. Uh, the sweat, you know, obviously, it's stud. tough to talk about the secondary because half these guys may not even be – Right. Just real quick, anymore. So, so Josh Watts a stud. I mean, this is – Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Knock on wood. I hope he stays healthy because he's – that, that 18 draft looks like – in the end, it's going to be pretty good for the five picks they had. Mm-hmm. This kid – I mean, Goddard, if you just compare production, is going to be a better football player because he's catching the football. Mm-hmm. But Sweat is a stud, man. This kid, you know, only played 25 snaps in this game. But, man, they use him the right way. You know, we told you two years ago he's going to be a limited player his entire career. You're not going to play him more than probably 40% of the snaps. Right. And this is this is a great find for them. And kudos to their medical staff for having the correct grade on him. Because I'm telling you, a lot of teams I spoke with before that draft said, no way. Yeah. We were told we can't draft him. Well, I mean, I think that some people said if he had never had the injuries, he, he could have been a second-round pick. Oh, number one recruited player at a high school. At a high school, year. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then he never – even the scheme that he played in in Florida State was not like Jim Schwartz's scheme where you're constantly going at the quarterback. So they felt that that would be good for him too. Can't and teach of course the length. Can't no, he's got length. that great length. Right. All right, so that would be uh, – that's our well, – let's real quick on the secondary. I mean um, – I felt like it's good they didn't get beat over the top while Slay was in the game. I don't think you know uh, that you saw anything like the prior two weeks against Adams and um, 
and uh, uh, who was it from the, the Seattle? Uh, Metcalf. Yeah. Right. They were much more in control of what was going on out there. Yeah. And, and by the way, I know Kamara had a big game. He had 10 tar- led them in targets. He, they did not get destroyed like he's destroyed other teams. Yet another part of Alex Singleton's game tackled well. For the most part, he tackled really well because he was on Kamara at, at times. Um, they lost Traquan Smith for that 31-yarder. They just didn't cover him. Right. Um, and the Sanders won the touchdown. He almost had two. Knocked the ball down. You know, you got it. They were there. They just didn't knock it down. Um, and Cook got him uh, for a 20-yard touchdown. I mean, they got – they won on that flurry to get back in the game. But uh, – and obviously, Hurts hurt them on the fumble. But uh, other than that, it was a really – it was a pretty much a dominant game by their defense, particularly the front four. You know, I was trying to think of a good comp from the past uh, for Alvin Kamara because the one thing that stands out to me about this kid, he, I mean, he is special, is that he runs really hard. He very rarely goes out on the first tackle. Okay, so you see a lot of running backs that are like that, that are power running backs. Not small, that's why. <laughs> right, right. He's a big guy, but he catches so many passes, and when he catches – the passes. He's still tough. He, he gets upfield, but even if you get a guy on him or two, he can break out of it. And like all your life, you see the guys who catch passes a lot, and they're usually fast, but they don't break a lot of tackles. Maybe they juke out of it, but they don't just run through it. He's got some just some unbelievable abilities, man. Like he's like, you know, he reminds me of like Bo Jackson a little bit with that hard running style, but he can catch the ball and do everything. I he's crazy, man. He's, he's a, special. He's what a what a great pick. For, what's he number forty one? Yeah, he was the third round. C right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did a good job on Thomas called all eight of his targets, but he, he's not a fast guy. But although Greg Cosell told us on our show on Sunday that the one thing he does is though he's fast at his breaks in a short area, he gets open quickly. Yep. But they kept him in front of him. Um, they just overall again, it, not much else to add from on my end here. They they just did they they. They uh, the coaches did a great job of of uh, putting together a scheme. Obviously, Schwartz did mm-hmm. when they were disciplined. I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, and I'm, I'm assuming you all are, you got to be pretty proud of your coaching staff. They did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe Tiki Barber. Now that I think about it, somebody who can catch the ball and be physical at the same. Yeah, because he remember Tiki built his body up over time. Oh yeah, he was he was he was short, but he was very compact and mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll be back Friday morning, six a.m. We're going to preview what has now become a very big game for the Philadelphia Eagles as they are still in the hunt for the NFC East title. And they are playing an Arizona team that has been up and down all year, although coming off an impressive win against the Giants. And uh, this one will be uh, for the marbles, as we like to say. We'll have it all broken down. And then, of course, we'll do it again Sunday morning at 10 a.m. That's our new official permanent starting time for the Inside the, Bur- Inside the Birds pregame live presented by DraftKings. And uh, it'll be myself, Adam, along with Greg Cosell and Trey Thomas, as usual. And you can check that out on all the Inside the Birds platforms, our Facebook, our YouTube page, and, of course, on Twitter, at Inside Birds. That will do it for this edition of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Thanks to our producer, Hunter Brody. You can check him out on YouTube with his channel. It's called Sports Talk with Broads. Check out his Twitter account, at Broads81. And as always, we thank you for flying with us.